All right, here we are for another Tim Talk. Thank you very much. I'm going to entitle this one, Protecting Nature. And some of these Tim Talks might overlap. You know, folks, I'm just, I'm not that organized to not do that. But, but I'm the kind of a teacher, I believe, that the repetition of things is very important. It's how the human mind works, is that we often need to hear things many times over before we really get it. I mean, actually, I think I read this somewhere a while back, professional advertising companies or advertising type gurus, they know that. That's why commercials on TV or on the radio or uh, in magazines, you see them over and over repeating the same thing. After a while, it locks in. Now, you don't want to necessarily have some advertisement lock in that you don't want in your head, but it does. But for teaching about the earth, sometimes that's important. So I, I consider repetition a good thing. But if, a, if, a gets, if it bugs you at all, I apologize. But I'm going to keep it up. So protecting nature. And I'm going to read you something from one of my favorite presidents, uh, Theodore Roosevelt. Now, I'm a history buff. And I know Theodore Roosevelt did some real dark things. Um, but he also did some amazing things, and I'm looking at those. And he created the first, the national park system. He's the one that laid the foundation for it and created it. He's the one that created the, the fish and wildlife system and so forth. I mean, that alone is mind blowing. And he had this, I read this statement when I was younger and it really, really affected me as a kid um, about how to live life. And we can apply this directly to our relationship to nature and how we're going to protect nature. So here you go. Listen carefully, it's a little bit long. It is not the critic who counts, not the one who points out how the strong stumbled or where the doer of deeds could have done better. The credit belongs to the one who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood who strives valiantly, who errs and comes up short again and again, who knows great enthusiasm and great devotion, who spends him or herself in a worthy cause, who at best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement and who at the worst, if he or she fails, at least fails while daring greatly so that his or her place shall never be with those timid souls who know neither victory or defeat. Ho to that, huh? Now think about that for a minute. I learned at a young age that if you want to do anything that matters in this world, you've got to be the force for change. You've got to be the one in the arena. The world is full of people who love to complain, to bitch and moan, to point out the frailties of others, how they look, how stupid they are, this and that. The world's full of those kind of people. And they're just, they suck the life force out of every place they go. It's okay to see in others what doesn't work, what you don't like, what doesn't settle with you. But to continually take others down, to continually uh, weaken those around us and then go nowhere with it, uh, that's 
a form of vampirism, in my opinion. You know how popular vampire movies are today? Well, culturally, that's a vampire type move. Suck the life force out of the world around you, but give nothing back in return. Well, I learned through this saying, partially, be the one in the arena, no matter what the naysayers say, no matter what the others say, be the one getting the job done. If you see something that doesn't work, something you don't like, then be a force for change. Listen, and if you apply this to our earth, be the one getting it done. If you see a beach that's dirty, take a plastic bag down and clean it up and then recycle what you can. If you see waterways that are dirty, clean them up. If it's too big of a job for you, then go to your community and ask for help and try to inspire people, become a leader, become a teacher. You can change the world that way forever. If you, if you know of things that need help, like plastic in the ocean or working, fixing trails in national parks and forests or helping to clear woods and make them cleaner so that they're more fire safe, we do that a lot here on our land in Mount Shasta. Um, it's endless. Get involved in nature organizations that have information, local groups, donate to land trusts, help land trusts volunteer and help them out so that they can save lots of land. Be the one involved. Be the one getting it done. If you do that, you'll be so full of love of nature. You'll be so full of New friends, if you work with people, you'll be so connected to nature in a more deep way because you will be the solution. And in the process of doing this, of, of protecting nature, in the process of it, of protecting nature, you will find your true self. You will find the hero within you, that sacred being that just longs to be set free to go out and make a difference. And in that fulfillment, you will find new ideas for your own life and for how to live. And on and on and on, okay? Now, and these are times when more than ever, nature needs our help all around the world, all over, wherever you live. But I'll say one thing, while I want you to be involved all around the world and all around the country, Know that where you live is where it's most personal. In your home, in your town, in your community, in your state. That's where you can make the most because it's personal. The places that you live in, where you see them every day. So get involved and then expand out. And in the process, if you find that you have leadership skills, then get others involved. And there's no better way to get people involved in, in a greater good than through action, through, through having them see what you're doing and get inspired by it and join in. You can lecture people all day long. Hey, I'm a lecturer. It's through the action where it really happens. So go out and protect nature. This is a subject I'll probably talk on many more times in different ways. Go out and protect nature. It's the right thing to do. Oh, thank you for listening. You know, I started these talks and I still believe they're mostly for uh, 
our alumni and future students, people who are interested in coming to our school um, to continue with the teachings of the school and or, and or to be introduced to the teachings of the school, which if I had to break it down, it would be to build a deep personal relationship with nature, reclaim our birthright to be close to our earth in a personal way, um, and uh, a call to action, uh, a willingness to take on the idea of becoming an earth caretaker as one of the purposes, if not the main purpose, of our life on earth. That's what these talks are about. I hope they inspire people, um, and I'd love to hear from you on ideas for talks you might like to hear and questions you might have if I brought any up.